Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and articles on the internet. I can't tell, keep telling you enough about HashtagBasketball.com. they got great tools. If you haven't checked them out, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know why you're – are you just not listening to this part? Are you, are you just fast-forwarding over this part? If so, like, okay, that's that's fair. I'm going to go on a little bit longer, so you have to – you think this is over with, but it's not. HashtagBasketball.com. Check it out. I'm your host, Mike Katrin. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, how are you on this very fine and frigid day? I am I'm freezing cold. Um, I continue to wonder, right around this time of the year is when everyone – who lives in Chicago wonders why they live in Chicago. They're like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't worth it. The polar vortex is showing up. It's going to be like a high of, I think zero here in a couple days. Um, it's, it's, it's quite depressing. Yes, it is quite depressing. It's really depressing. Winter is, is freaking depressing. I saw something where in Florida, it was like down to 53 and the news had to tell everybody to like, limit their time outside due to the frigid weather you know what i talk a lot of shit about florida and orlando and such it's well deserved come up here deal with it being zero degrees as the high uh, that when you legitimately due to physical uh p- potentially physical harm to your body actually have to limit your time outside because it's so damn cold. Man, you, you just took us on a tangent I was not expecting again, like usual. Well, that is, you know, people get what they deserve. And uh, if we could take Florida people and, and introduce them to what the actual cold feels like, maybe they would improve the the culture of their cities. How about that? How about that? Fair enough. Except for Miami. Shout out to Miami. Right on. South Beach. And, key, and the Keys, shout out to the Keys. Anybody listening down there? Uh, cool, relaxing place. It feels like a, like fucking Jimmy Buffett's, like inside of Jimmy Buffett's mind is the Florida Keys. Everybody's just drinking margaritas and chilling. Oh, uh, man. I don't, I don't have anything to say to that, Mike. I'm not going to lie. I, um, I don't either. I don't have anything to say after that. So let's get right into it. Let's talk about... All these players, Tyler, that you have thrown together here in our sell high, uh, nor our normal sell high. Is this a normal? Yeah, this is a normal. We usually do a sell high podcast during the week, and you have a pretty good list uh, out here for us to take a look at. And the first player on this list, um, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with this one um, because there was a recent injury on this team to Victor Oladipo. And, um, you know, perhaps, I don't think this really affects uh, this guy's playing time, but Dante Sabonis uh, is on your sell high uh, list. He's like number one on the list. And, um, you know, I, I feel like he's he's played a little bit of a few less minutes lately. And I, I guess are you thinking that his his ceiling just like will he'll never reach the ceiling he was 
just recently when he was like getting 16 and and almost 10 points a game that uh that this this kind of like adjustment down and playing time and which i think is directly related to the increase in quality of miles turner do you think that's just kind of it's gonna be a permanent thing say his name one more time Dantis Sabonis. Dantis? Damanta Dantis. Damantis Sabanis. Domantas. Damantas Sabonis. Yeah, someday you'll get it. Listen, I'm from the I'm from the Midwest. They didn't teach us how to read. So the thing about Damantis Sabonis mm-hmm. is what <laughs> I think he gets really overvalued in a lot of cases. And it really has to do with just the fact that, you know, number one, he the minutes are always going to be limited while those two are playing on the same team, right? Well, him and Miles Turner are on the same team. There's just never going to be 30 minutes for DeMontis Sabonis. So we can start there, right? Like, it's just never going to happen. Yeah. So that, that immediately limits his up, upside, right? So... Secondarily, he gets you some decent points, but it's not like 20 a game. I mean, he's averaging 15 a game on the season, which is good. It's a positive value. Actually, it's not a positive value. Joke's no. on me. It is no. a new it is a relatively neutral value. I would have right? thought that would be positive. Um, it is actually a negative point zero five. Okay. So it's relatively neutral, but it's still negative. So where is this guy really helping you? Like he's two a, categories. He's a points and rebounds centric guy. So he's really only helping though. Well, rebounds. And f- a field goal percentage, obviously. That's it. Rebounds, field goal percentage, only two positive values he's producing. So per game this season, where would you guess he is ranked? Well, he's standard league relevant. I know that for sure. I think he's kind of on the fringes. I'm gonna say like I'm gonna say like 88, 89 in that range. Surprisingly, he is 56th. I that can't be right. That is what they're telling me here. In on totals or per game? This is per game value. Interesting. That's surprising. Well, he I guess he doesn't truly hurt you anywhere other than threes. Oh, okay. So if you punt turnovers. Ah, the turnovers always get you. I bet you he goes down in turnover once you get rid of turnover. Oh, actually, you might. I don't know. You might go down. This is seeing the two turnovers a game. Okay. If you if you punt turnovers, that was the number. If you don't punt turnovers, so if you keep turnovers in, you want to guess the number now? Uh, I'm gonna say like seventy. 63rd if you keep okay. the turnovers in. Really? That's I'm surprised. That's not bad. But here's the thing I'll say about it. Can he keep shooting 61.7%? I mean, I don't see him falling too far off that number. No, but he's going to fall some in the sense that he's shooting 77.4% from 0 to 3 feet. Pretty much nobody does that. He's also making 75% of his three-pointers. Now, granted, that is on a slim eight attempts, but that is just insanity. He's also shooting a career-high free throw percentage, which that might even be sustainable. Uh, 
So if he falls back to around 60 or a little under 60, that's going to hurt his value a little bit. And I think that some people in it, I've seen some people like show me some trades where, you know, they're, they're trading some bonus for someone like inside the top 50. And I just think that's crazy, right? Like I think he's at the peak of his value right now. And, and we mentioned it, he's like somewhere in that 50 to 60 range. And I wouldn't be surprised if he falls like clear down to like 70, 75 by the end of the season. Like, I just think he's at the peak of his powers and it's only downhill from here for old Savonis. I think I think that's fair. I, I like the fact that Miles Turner is playing so well and that doesn't bode well for Savonis just because those guys don't play well together. And Indiana doesn't seem to want to do that. Even with Oladipo out, I don't I don't think that suddenly gives Sabonis playing time. Like they don't play the, the same position. Uh they maybe they'll rely on him in the second team a little bit more, but yeah. Like, when you look at that overall ranking, and a lot of people, when they make trades, they do. Might be a good time to, to move Sabonis. Let's talk about this next guy on the, on the list, on the sell-high list. You got Ben Simmons. Um, yeah, but, uh, but Jimmy Butler has been out the last few games. So I'm, I'm sure that was good for Ben Simmons' value. And, you know, Ben Simmons is a, is a very particular build. So, like, when you look at overall rankings... He um he doesn't really register too high because of the horrible free throw percentage and uh, the the mediocre turners and the fa- the turnovers and the fact that he's never shot a three in an NBA game uh, maybe ever or uh, that's probably easily proven wrong but pretty close to ever not on purpose anyway uh, but he has been kind of beast mode lately averaging a triple double in the last two weeks probably the best he's going to play this season. I I think that's pretty fair. Yeah. And I, and I think too, that, you know, the opportunities are a little bit less, you know, he's playing relatively the same minutes he played last season. You got to think with Jimmy Butler in the fold full time, he's going to take a few less shot attempts. So you mentioned it, man, he's shot 11 three pointers for his career and they were all as a rookie. He's not attempted a three pointer all season. There's that to say he's averaging nine rebound, nine and a half rebounds a game. I just don't really think that sticks. I think he's just, you mentioned he's playing his best basketball right now. I think he's performing a little bit over his head. If I could trade him for anybody in that second round, I would probably do it. If I could trade him for anyone, even in that third round, I'd think about it real hard. Yeah. And this is such a particular build with ben simmons like when you adjust for the things that he's bad at he's a you know a first round player um when you add those things back in like you're in a roto league you know he's he's down into that second half when it when you look at it per game uh, you look at totals it's it's a, it's a lot higher he's he's been relatively healthy this year so that's super positive but um if he doesn't fit your mold, I, I do really feel like if you find someone who is sitting there with uh, with a team that is perfect for Ben Simmons, you should be able to – honestly, he sh- that person should trade you one of his best players for Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons is probably better than one of his best players. So if you punt free throws, turnovers, and three-pointers, Ben yeah. Simmons is the eighth best player per game. There you go. Like if you're not built, if you didn't build around Ben Simmons, which was a huge mistake, um, if you drafted him and you didn't try to build around him anyway, 
then you you kind of gotta you actually kind of have to move him and he's at the peak of his value so move him now see if you can find somebody who's uh, fits the punting strategy and just explain explain to them because that's the thing a lot of people look at that overall value you got to explain to them and say listen you might not look at this kind of stuff but you're punting threes you're punting free throws and when i adjust for that ben simmons is a top 10 player i'm not even asking you for a top 10 player i'm asking you for uh the your second best player on your team and maybe a throw-in and that's a fair trade to you because Ben Simmons just doesn't give you that value if you're if if you're not punting those categories. So do um, listen. Like there's there's a way to win with Ben Simmons, but you got to plan for that at the beginning of the season. So move this guy if you're if you didn't plan for it, or if you just want something better on, on your team, you don't want to play this game anymore well, with Ben Simmons. He's at his, he's at his peak. And some people plan for it, but then things on their roster change and that's okay yeah. whether it was it doesn't a, pan out right well or you got a, a trade offer you couldn't resist for whatever reason or maybe what happened was some of the guys that you drafted late or that you picked up at the beginning of the season that are now a mainstay in your roster go counter to what ben simmons does you know maybe they're good free throw shooters and high three-point guys so Maybe you trading away your Ben Simmons to a team that could use Ben Simmons a little bit more makes your team a ton better overall. And that's where people miss on players like this and Andre Drummond and Clint Capella, like guys who have big holes in their game is, you know, if you got a lot of high, if you got Clay Thompson and Steph Curry and Ben Simmons, like you trading, Ben Simmons for even somebody like Nikola Vucevic is a really big upgrade. Yeah, huge upgrade. So go out there and do it. This is good advice, Tyler. I like this list so far. Uh, the next guy on your list, uh, I think you know we might have mentioned this guy before, uh, and I I would kind of agree that he's still a sell high. Uh, we're talking about Lamarcus Aldridge. He is. Playing out of his mind, he really. And we've seen Lamarcus get up to this level before, and it's not that he's not capable of being this type of player. Though I think the the, the couple blocks a game recently is is a bit is super unsustainable. But we've seen Lamarcus Aldridge play at this level before. It's not going to get any better for Lamarcus Aldridge. He's not. There's no next level. This is LaMarcus Aldridge's next level. He's not going to get any better. Yeah, and right, and then we're talking about sell high. Like, this is this is your time. We, we mentioned it last week, I think, maybe even that, you know, he's at the peak of his powers. If I could trade him for somebody like uh, John Collins, you know, I, I would definitely want to do that. There's plenty of guards if you need guard help that are right in this range, kind of, you know. And... You gotta realize too sometimes that people view hot streaks very differently. Like I got a guy in one of my leagues, and and he's a very good player, but he goes crazy for a guy going hot, and then he just somehow thinks that this is gonna sustain forever. I don't know. Like how many times can you trick him? A lot, apparently, because he keeps yeah, going for apparently it. Apparently, every season. And so maybe there's one of those people in your leagues and you got to shop players like this around and say, Hey man, I got LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, 
what are you willing to give me for him? And and I think you can probably make a pretty good trade for Lamarcus Aldridge at this point. Yeah, I think so too. I think he should be, um, like you said, he's at his peak. Trade him at his peak. He's the I think 30, he should be attractive to to certain people. He's the thirty fourth ranked player on the season. That's good. Um, just well, looking around, some but guys. But lately, he's been you know well above that. That's what I mean. And just looking around, some guys that I would much rather have than Lamarcus Aldridge that are ranked below him for the season. Um, Eric Bledsoe, I'd rather have Eric Bledsoe. I think Bledsoe is going to be a lot better here in the second half. Um, Donovan Mitchell, there's another guy. Maybe you yeah. make that move if you need guard help. Um, so there's just a couple names, and you know, there's plenty more guys. Yeah, I agree. Let's uh, definitely move if you can. The next guy on this list. Um... Tobias Harris, who is playing a lot of minutes lately. He's averaging 34 and a half minutes on the season. But over the last couple of weeks, that's moved up to 36. He is scoring a ton. He's shooting very, very well. He's just playing uh, his best basketball, really, uh, at the at the ripe age of 26. So he's entering his prime. He should be playing his best basketball. So, Tyler, why are you asking people to uh, sell high on Tobias? I just don't think he can continue to shoot 50% from the field. Um, I don't think he can continue to shoot 43% on his three-pointers, not at the volumes he's taking. I just I just don't see that from Tobias. So that's going to hurt his points. Um, he's rebounding like he's never rebounded before. Now that may keep up just in the sense that he was, you know, surrounded by Andre Drummond in his time in Detroit when he was playing big minutes. And for the Magic, he didn't really play big minutes that much. So, you know what I mean? And Van Vucevic was there. We saw him be a, a relatively good rebounder for Orlando. Um, so the rebounding might hold. There's not a lot of steals and blocks, so that kind of hurts him. He's the 24th-ranked player on the season if you punt turnovers. So in eight-category leagues, he's the 24th-ranked player on the season. I just really don't see Tobias Harris finishing there. You know, I, I probably see him as more of a, a fourth, maybe late third-round guy. So... I'm going to look to trade Tobias Harris right now for somebody in that range, you know. I'm talking about a lot of the similar names we just talked about with Lamarcus Aldridge as far as trying to trade him. Um, but, yeah, I would definitely be trying to make that move. Yeah. Um, Tobias Harris, just like he he's having a career year. He's playing incredibly well. I, I do think he keeps up this level of, of play. But if you can kind of maneuver your way into getting an upgrade, why not? You know, in, in you're insuring yourself in case uh, the minutes go down. Let's say, uh, heaven forbid, there's an injury. Um, though Tobias Harris has been relatively healthy most of his career, so that's positive. Um, but yeah, you're kind of uh, you're kind of saying, hey, Tobias Harris is the first time he's ever been this good. He's likely to revert to the mean. That we always talk about how players often revert to the mean. So if you can sell at his highest peak for someone of equal or greater value, why not? But I'm not too worried about his long term for the rest of the season. I think he'll be. I think he'll still be a fairly good player. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't think he's gonna bottom out or anything. I just think he's playing a little tiny bit over his head right now. And you know, like I said, he's probably more thirty to forty rig player by the end of the season instead of 24 and that's fine you know what i mean but talk about the margins being very slim in that that range and i see just some guys going around him 
um, which is okay too. You know what I mean? And so I think you can just maybe trade him at the peak of his powers right now. I agree. The last person, actually, people on this list, Tyler, this is um, this is not normal to have a two-person sell high as the final sell high. You have Marcus Sol and Mike Connolly, and I feel like I know where you're going to go with this, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong. But the Memphis Grizzlies need to seriously consider uh, punting for the rest of the season. And in order to do so, it might mean moving or shutting down Mike Connolly, Marcus Soule, or both. Is, yeah, is and that where you're going, or do you have something else up your sleeve? Well, I think this is kind of a twofold topic, right? So we we heard the rumors that they're they're actively listening to offers for the yep. first time ever, which I still don't believe that. Don't right? believe think, that for one second. I think everybody listens on pretty much anybody for the most part, right? Like, yeah, no one's like, do not call me ever from Mike Connolly. No one's ever said that. Right. Well, I mean, like the, the Mavericks, you know, like all their people will be like, Oh, Luka Doncic is definitely untouchable. I guarantee there's GMs calling up going, I will give you X, Y, Z and E for Luka Doncic. Yeah. Uh, we're going to send you Clay Thompson and I don't have anything else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Boogie Cousins, and the right to Boogie Cousins. And they might go, no, immediately. But I guarantee someone's calling up asking about Someone's picking much up the phone. Any player in the league. Like, that's what GMs do. Like, if you guys think that, you know, they're, they're listening on any player for the first time, like, I don't believe that. I don't. I don't. I guarantee they fielded a Mike Conley or a Marc Gasol trade offer at some point. Obviously, they turned it down because those two guys have played in Memphis for a good long while now. Yeah, they're, they're, the jerseys will be hanging from the rafters. So, that said, um, people get in a tizzy and like sometimes they panic over, oh, he's going to have this better role. He's going to have this worse role. You know what I mean? And they worry about that stuff. This grizzly situation in particular i don't really see either guy moving mike conley has one of those crazy big contracts now we've seen blake griffin get traded on one of those crazy big contracts um we may marry with we may very well see john wall get traded on those one of those crazy contracts and be injured yeah uh, marcus saw has a, a little bit more friendly deal but Trading away either one of these guys isn't going to be super easy, especially if the Grizzlies are going to hold out for a very, very high price, which I'm assuming they will. And that likely means that we don't want to win. So we, and they don't have their pick next year. So I don't really have any reason to do it. But I think at some point when you realize you're out of it, you just play, you know, some younger guys a little bit more. You give Marcus All or Mike Conley a little bit of a rest. We've seen both guys not be, you know, Iron Men and play 82 games every year, anyways. So I'm a little bit worried about that. And anytime a team has veterans and they basically decide to stop trying to win, that always worries me a slight bit. Um, I will say this Mike Conley's been great this year. And, you know, anyone who picked him around that 50 value has been. Super happy because he's like the 30th ranked player on the season if you punt turnovers. Um, 
I would definitely be trying to move him. And Mark Gasol on a lesser scale, you know, he's having a great season too. But if we see him both play a minute or two less a game, you know what I mean? The team get a little disinterested, maybe blow up a little bit, maybe a few more blowouts because they're not super into it. Well, and also like a few more rests, a few more DNPs, like just a few. It's not looking great in the long term if they get traded or not, right? Uh, you know, worst case scenario is that they just stop playing, and they're older. They're they're not if there's nothing to play for. I, I do think they start sitting out, saving their bodies, making sure they don't get injured. Connolly's got a long history of injuries that he probably does not want to. Uh, um, you know, I, I don't think he wants to risk anything for for nothing for for no stakes, right? So you could see the. the playing time definitely heading south at the second half especially down the stretch and if you're making a playoff run you, you probably almost have to trade these guys yeah especially in head-to-head leagues right like they're going to be playing their you know worst so to speak like they're going to be sitting out doing you know playing less minutes in the time where you need them to play their best and so that's always a bit worrying definitely um i i would agree I'm selling high with both of those guys or selling selling medium with both of those guys. Like, why not? Um, and I think that is it for tonight. Tyler, do you have anything else uh, you got going on? Um, so one last thing, and I think I've said this a million times, but I'd, I'd like to reiterate it because something crazy went down um, with my man, David Fisdale. Were you following this today? I was not. What, what happened here? So Fisdale... <laughs> Told Enos Cantor he was starting in the morning. Okay. Like b- before uh, this would be Wednesday. That would have, have been nice. I like Enos Cantor a lot. And then at the last minute, he just basically said, oh, you're not playing. You're a DNPCD. Oh, never mind. What a, what a, what a dickhead. <laughs> so um, this has kind of been a running theme for me all season. And then I'll just say it again here. Like, Number one, do not trust anything Fizdale says. At number two, if you have a Nick, maybe sell high on just about anybody because literally at any moment he could just be like, oh, you're playing 30 minutes a game. Oh, well, now you're playing 20 minutes a game. Oh, well, now it's 25. Oh, now it's back up to 30. Like, he can't decide. He can't decide who to play. He can't. Yeah. He has no idea what he's doing. He's one of the worst coaches in the league. And that's coming from someone who has Jim Boylan as a coach. For his well, and team. the most frustrating really thing is he just don't make any sense. Yeah. So it's even more for us. At least Jim Boylan's playing his players. Nobody has a damn clue what Fizdale's going to do. Well, and you can't tell me Enos Cantor is not one of their best players. Like, you just, you just can't. Like, they're starting a guy named Luke Cornett. Luke Cornett. Over Enos Cantor. And if Enos Cantor was like 30-some years old, I could see it. Enos Cantor, 26 years old. Yeah, like, don't get me started, Tyler. Do not get me started. I don't want to hear about it. Um, He's just, it's a disgrace, an absolute disgrace. What's going on in New York? Uh, Shout out to that tortured fan base. Um. Sorry, 
sorry you have to live with it. The Bulls are going to live with it for a long time. We can suffer together. Um, though some of that suffering in, in New York was due to some really bad trades they made with the Chicago Bulls. So shout out to you for taking on our trash and suffering longer than we have. Um, but yeah, that's a, it's a shame about those Knicks. When the, the league is good, when, when the Knicks, you know, the Knicks, the Lakers, the Bulls, I'm sorry, the big, the big markets, the league is better when the big markets are playing well. They oh, no, no doubt about it that. Just it just is. So sorry. Shout out, sorry to all the small markets out there. You, Hey, you're doing well. You're doing well. You're, it's one of the better small market leagues in, in all of the leagues in America. Um, and I think, I guess that's it. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler P Watts. And you can find me at watch the boxes. If you like the show, please rate review us, tell a friend, steal someone's phone, download the podcast and then give it back to them. Don't actually steal their phone. Just borrow it. Give it back to them. Don't commit crimes. Um, don't commit crimes against regular people. If you want to commit a crime against a corporation, go ahead. I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to encourage you. I'm not going to stop you. I'm going to look the other way. Um, and also, if you really want to support the show, because we're not a cor- we're not a corporation, so we don't have that. We're, we don't got that big corporation money. We can only get the money that our gracious Patreon subscribers have uh, have basically donated to the show in order to keep it running in order to improve the show we shout out to our patreon subscribers at patreon.com slash watching the boxes they get exclusive content if you want to become a patron please go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes subscribe today and we will catch you very soon have a great one